Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast Survivor News Edition, episode 300. Can you believe the Purple Pants Podcast has 300 episodes? I am your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you for tuning in for 300 episodes. If you have not already, subscribed within the 300 episodes that your baby boy has given you, please be so kind to make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always with your Survivor News, you can watch this audio podcast. Just head over to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube page. Click subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think. Okay, if you want to help your baby boy celebrate 300 episodes, head over to that YouTube page and click subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Posse, we have did it. We have made it to 300 episodes. So crazy. I'm going to talk about it on another episode, but just know that your baby boy is screaming inside 
for 300 episodes. And because woof, this Survivor episode, season 45, episode 8, gagged your baby boy. I, I mean, woo. So much to talk about it. And you know I can't talk about it alone. I'm excited to have Jack Atkins, Wendell Holland. And you know, y'all been liking the special guests. So we have Queen Miss Lauren Harp from Survivor Season 44. All of us are here breaking down this last episode because, baby, we got a lot to get into. So listen, let's get into this week's Survivor News. Hey, hey, hey. And we are back with your Survivor News covering season 45, episode eight. I am joined by the man who said what he said last episode and the Jack Shack showed up in the comments. We have Jack Atkins from the Circle Season 2. Baby boy, what's going on? Man, just hot off last episode. Shout out to the Jack Shack. (laughs) And then, you know, so excited for this one. We got what might be the best episode of the season so far. So I just can't wait to unpack it all. It's a lot. Uh, we When DZ is coming, he's running a little late, but I figure, you know, we have a special guest and I figure we should bring that special guest up. But Jack, I feel like I wanted to tell you something because I feel like you of all people would appreciate this. Uh, this Survivor News episode happens to be the Purple Pants Podcast 300th episode. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. We have come a very long way, and uh, I'm excited and happy that it happens to fall on a Survivor News episode. And so I feel like in celebration, I should bring out a queen. I should bring out a legend. I should bring out who, in my opinion, does not get the respect on her name that she deserves. Let's bring out our friend to the show. And queen from season 44, Miss Lauren Hart. Hey, hey, I am so happy to be here. And congratulations on your 300th episode. How dope is that? Okay. And you know, I said, it's a party. Okay. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Hey. <laughs> so we have so much to get into because that episode was kind of sort of crazy. But before we get into that, you know, life is crazy. And next week, when DZ and I are bringing the Tour 45 to Philadelphia the night before Thanksgiving, and if you know, you know that night gives what it's supposed to give. Tickets are still available. And December 5th, we are heading to the NOLA, baby. And, you know, word on the block is, I think Miss Hart might be pulling up to some of the things of the things. Yes, I will be in New Orleans. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun, so fly. I don't know who else is going to be there, but y'all going to have to wait and find out. Or come see. Oh, you're going to have to come see. And if you want to come <laughs> see, you can click the link in the Bryce and Win present Instagram bio, and it is going to be a good time. Now, before we get into the episode, though, Lauren, it, we got so much to unpack. Uh, a lot of things. Wendell and I had the opportunity to head to New York uh, this past Tuesday for a private screening of this episode. And Jeff Probst was there. Okay, I said, oh, 
I seen your picture. Okay. I said Jeffrey. Uh, and so it was honestly such a great time. There were so many amazing survivors. Rob was there. DK Chillin, Jam Jam, Josh. And there were so many other people that were there. And it was just such a special time. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about it because we got this episode to get to. But just know that there will be another episode. Uh, Wendell and I are going to do recapping that whole experience. Uh, now. We got some more things on the agenda that we have to talk to. So last week on the Purple Pants podcast, Lauren, mm-hmm. Jack has some hot takes. Okay. Jack has some hot takes. Okay. okay. What's new? What's now, new? What you talking about, Jack? I just hey. wanted to clear it up, though, to the posse, right? Because all in the comments, everybody was like, I have to agree with Jack. I stand with Jack. I don't know what y'all talking about. Now, I agree with Jack's take, right? I think okay. the message got lost. Like, now, mind you, I never say Bruce was my Winnipeg. I never say... Oh, you were talking ne- about Bruce? So it, it had to do with Bruce where I we felt like after seeing Bruce in episode seven at that tribal, he was in such, in my opinion, a strong position. Like he was in a position of power and Jack did not agree with it at all. And a lot of people agree with him, but I was shocked Mm. because, you know, on the Purple Pants podcast, Lauren, you know, Jack be talking about people's game. And then when he... And I never play Survivor. Well, oh, oh. Hey, hey. Fair, fair enough, but hey, just because you're a sports commentator doesn't mean you got to be able to slam dunk. That's you know right, I mean? that's right. You're right. Um, <laughs> and look, here's the thing, Lauren, and you know, I think Bryce, I, hot take for me is a strong word. I feel like I was calling it how I see it. Okay. Um, wasn't saying anything too crazy. I even talked to Bruce after. All good. Um, the thing was is, it though? Was it was what all is, he called me. Find you those streets, baby. I'ma find you. <laughs> nah, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Keep it coming. Let's go. <laughs> Jack Atkins, I'ma find you no streets, baby. I'ma find you. <laughs> nah, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Keep it coming. Let's I've go. Been in our Twitter drama, but, <laughs> okay. Um, no, here's the thing, and I, I love, I love me some James Jones, but when you bring him on the podcast, it's like you enter the upside down and. Up is down, left is right. And look, I said to him last week, some of his takes are like survivor philosophy that I've never even thought about. And then right. some of his takes are like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> I think Lauren has experienced the Jack Jones experience. I believe for Lauren's finale, we happened to be going somewhere. It was me, Lauren, James, Wendell, uh, yeah. and Joey in the car. And James had some hot takes that on oh, everything. Me and Lauren was like, we gave each other that look. Like, what are you talking about? James was like, yeah, that's a chicken place. You know, to make chicken, you gotta grow a chicken, and to grow a chicken, you gotta have agriculture. Me and Lauren was like, <laughs> you gotta respect them, though. You gotta respect them. Sometimes you know? it's sometimes it's genius, and sometimes it's the weirdest thing you've ever heard. But we'll take you know. Well, we love James. He is a friend of the show. Uh, so yeah, Jack, let's uh let's get into episode eight. Man, there's and so let's much. See how Bruce did this episode. Oh, oh. well, was my my hot take? I like and Lauren. I love me some Bruce. <laughs> like I, I can, I, I love Bruce. But you know, going back to my hot takes last week. Yeah. All of a sudden, Bruce is the number uh, one target this episode. So, uh, um, 
But we see how it ended. So who, like, I feel like But anyways, lots to unpack here. Unfortunately, I'm on my phone for this recording, and because my I lost my charger got broken, so I got all my notes on paper. Oh, so we're go, we're switching it up this week. So bear with me. But we get back from the last joint tribal council or double tribal, I should say. Uh, the first group returns, and Drew is concerned about this symbolic victory that Bruce had last week, uh, you know, avoiding that vote out as Sifu went home. I just want to get your guys' take. Do you guys think this idea of a symbolic vic- a symbolic victory is one that's important? Or is it sort of like you're at, you're in where in the game that you're at, like that's where you're at. And there's no such thing as like a symbolic victory. It's only like real victories. What, what, what's, your, what's your guys' take about a symbolic victory? I think a symbolic victory is important, right? Because I think that it can set the tone and people will follow behind the tone. And so I think that it's important because it could literally change the game or it could change the way that the game is going. And it could have some of your supporters not want to get behind you because you don't have that momentum. What do you think, Lauren? Right. I agree with you. But then also, you know, as quickly as it can change it, like it can change in another another direction. So I think that it's probably more so just for the moment. You know, like you got that you 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 got that win. Then the next time it's going to be something different. You know, it can quickly change. Yeah, I feel feel like from your season, Lauren, you of all people would know how quickly things can change. And when it seems like you're not at the top or you're at the bottom and you have to work through it. Do you see a lot of things that you can relate to on this current season? Oh, most definitely. Um, I mean, like, I think it's all about just being adaptable, you know, and how you can mold yourself. So I I teach special special education and a lot of my kids (laughs) have disabilities and like they don't change, you know, but like Bruce, like Bruce doesn't change. Right. So if I was working with Bruce, I got to give him some accommodations. I'm going to have to front load him. I'm going to have to change myself and give him different things to be able to work around him. So they have a lot of players. I feel like like Bruce and even maybe um, Julie. That's what I am, Julie. Mama Tina, Mama Julie. Yes, <laughs> Julie, um, those players that are not wavering, you know, like they loyal. They're not wavering and you just got to move around them. And I think that's kind of what I did. In, the, in our season and then this season you got to do that as well. <laughs> I have a question for you Jack though. Do you feel like and you Lauren, players like Bruce and Mama Tina, do you feel like it's difficult to work with them or is it if you know how somebody is coming, even though it might be harder for you to navigate it, would you rather know how somebody is coming, how they're going to react as opposed to somebody that you just don't know what or what or how they will react and what they'll do. Man, for me, I, I see it sort of as a double-edged sword, right? Like, if you look at the game of Survivor as a bunch of sort of shifting and moving parts, that one person, I guess in this instance, like a Bruce, who's kind of always in that same spot, it allows you to plan and kind of understand. It's almost like a gears turning, where if he's that gear, he's always going to be moving that same way. You could put those other pieces together and make the machine turn more right. effectively. But you also like sometimes to have <laughs> sometimes you like to have a, a piece that might be able to be flexible, move around, because sometimes that machine is going to get clogged up. And, it, and if you're insisting on cont- continuing to turn the same way, then that might not allow you to get that machine rolling. So it's a balance of each. But if, if you're an ally with Bruce, um, you know, his his uh, 
his relationships with some of the other players can be detrimental, as we've seen Kelly start to sort of see. Right. But I think that knowing that his loyalty is and will always be to you can definitely be a huge asset. Right. I agree. I agree. He loyal. They better get up off of him. I'm tired of them dogging him. I'm tired of it. But and what I you also mentioned a mama Julie in this in this question, Bryce. And that's sort of the prime example of what I what I deem to be a fantastic ally where she's shown that she's loyal, but she's also shown that she's a little bit malleable to the suggestions of her allies and will let them kind of take the lead a little bit. And so far she hasn't uh, lashed back again or pushed back against those plans. And she's also someone that seems to have a solid strategic mind. You could have good strategic discussions with her. Right. Uh, that's the type of ally that I'd love to have in the game of survivor. Cause she's also just been in a good social position so far too. Is there a path for mama Tina <laughs> that is Julie to get to the end though? I think, and I've said this a few episodes ago, I think Julie has maybe one of the best shots of anyone of getting to the end, but not necessarily of winning because she hasn't really been driving the game, but she's consistently been in that car of that group. That's that core. Uh, And so she's in the backseat giving you good directions on the map. You're like, well, let me keep her around. She's not driving. Yeah, I think they will want to take her to the end. Most definitely, because she like like we said, she's loyal and she's always been there, you know, but in the end, she would have to have a strong pitch, really strong pitch to be able to win at this point. But (laughs) but here's the thing, though, that makes me again after tonight's episode, I feel like. We've seen winners the last three seasons resemble more of a Mama Tina that is Julie. So it's like I feel like I mean. Yeah. Hey, hey, mom. Hey, mama, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, girl. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. And I guess it just depends, you know, on who's in the jury, you know, and those relationships they build. But that's very true. That's the that's the way the game has been going. So, yeah. But I will say at some point, I think she's going to be, you know, have to, you know, to make a basketball analogy. She's going to have to go out there and ask for the ball and and go put up a couple shots because. She's been a great teammate so far, yeah. uh, dishing out assists. But if you want to win the game of Survivor, I think you got to go out there and score some points. And she hasn't really done that on her own so far. So, um, okay, Jack, with the analogy. We got some analogies for right. today. I don't know. You what need that to is, be on Survivor. <laughs> I want to know. So he ain't play Survivor, but I mean, you did you play basketball, Jack? Because you coming in like <laughs> <laughs> okay, them alley oops. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The F one, okay. That, oh. uh, yeah, I feel. Whenever I make an analogy on here, I'm like, I remember those, you know, some of the old seasons of Survivor. I guess only a few years ago when they would like love the analogies and like I travel, they were just making analogies that didn't even make any sense. And it's like, all right, I don't want to make analogies just for analogy's sake, but uh, sometimes it's easier to compare, especially as someone who has not played Survivor. But um, you know, we get the second tribe coming back to camp. Uh, and this is where Jake just voted with Caleb against Mama Julie. And Jake is kind of, you know, on the defensive now trying to make up, uh, trying trying to make amends with Julie. Uh, and Jake plays it super cool and, and is super friendly and funny. But we do see Julie sort of say like, well, you're, you're willing to work with me until it comes to going against one of your allies. So yeah. is that really a willingness to work with me? And she seems no longer willing to work with Jake. Um, if anyone's coming out of the last episode, kind of most on their toes, I'd, I'd have to say it's a Jake. How do you guys yeah. think he, he can recover from this uh, at this point in the episode? 
I don't know how I feel about Jake, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I'm I was on edge with him. I mean, I I was with him with trying to make moves. You know, he was trying to bring some strategy in. He tried to like make his own. I guess you say like take the ball into his own hands, right? But I don't know how I feel about him just yet. I haven't. I don't feel like we've seen enough of him yet. Um, and then even even right there at the end of Tribal, like saying at Julie, it was me. Like he didn't have to say that. You know, so I agree with you. Right. But I also feel like for me, I look into the edit. Right. And sometimes the edit deceives you. And sometimes the edit like and I feel like in this new seasons of Survivor, I feel like they like to play with us in the edit. Right. Like I feel like they enjoy and listening to uh, On Fire with Jeff Probst on the last uh, episode. Like I feel like they enjoy it. Right. So in my mind, it's like. We all were scared that Jake was going to get taken out medically. And it seems that he's doing well. So my first thing that pops into my mind is why show us that? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because in my mind, that builds a hero arc because we look at him like, oh, is he, you know, every challenge. I'm like, oh, is what's he going to (laughs) do? And so I am not mad at the fact that at the end of the tribal, he was like, Mama Tina Julie, it was me because a in some way, shape, or form, yeah. that's like taking accountability. And yeah. even with him talking to Mama Tina Julie after it and saying, like, I'm willing to work with you and Mama Tina, like, well, you willing to work with me until it ain't really... But, girl, that's already the unspoken rule that we already know. Right. So, it's like, he's saying <laughs> we'll move forward. I don't know. Jake, I mean, let's just say this. After tonight's episode and after last night's episode jake's zaddy meter is you know it's rising for me i mean i just you know you know what jake remind me of i just i can't get it out of my mind when i watch him jake he he's really really good at line right so we know he's a good player like he's been he's good at line i guess but he reminds me of that turtle off of and finding nemo like a crush, like he, <laughs> he leaning the pack. Whoa. He's cool. He leaning the pack, leading the pack, and he but he got something behind it, you know. Like he he got some weapons, you know. So he, I don't I don't know. Every time I see him, I, I that's what I see. Wow. I, I also <laughs> feel like he's from Boston, and I always say to people, Boston is like the the cousin city to Philadelphia. And so it's like, the one thing I know about people from Philadelphia is we hustlers, we gritty, and we get it by any means necessary. And so it's like, I just am looking at Jake a little different now. And so it's like, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jake, the last few episodes has been a a real highlight for me. Uh, I don't necessarily, his, his gameplay hasn't necessarily been perfect, of course. We even see him kind of acknowledge that it was sort of foolish for him to assume that Katora would be down with this plan. Um, but the thing with Jake, it's like, he's in that spot now where he's kind of got to be on go and like scrambling to cover his own butt. Uh, and I don't think there's any more fun survivor to watch than someone who's playing that, that kind of style. It might not yeah. be the best gameplay, but it's going to be entertaining. And especially a guy like Jake, who's naturally very funny. He's got that thick Boston accent and now he's just hustling out there. Uh, it's been it's been really great to watch. So, uh, and we see, of course, a lot more of that throughout the episode that we'll get into. Um, but moving on to the day after this uh, post tribal these post tribal antics, we get the uh, six women together in the shelter while the four fellas are over mm-hmm. at the beach, and uh, we see a women's alliance kind of come together uh, with Bruce and Jake being 
primary targets. Uh, historically, uh, maybe barring the Black Widow Brigade, women's alliance alliances or all men's alliances have kind of historically struggled. And to follow suit with that, we soon see Emily go and tell Drew that this women's alliance is forming. Uh, of course, he's concerned, but they sort of acknowledge that, you know, with Drew and Austin not being targets, this could be something to help farther their agenda of getting out like a Bruce or a Jake's for, for the short term, not necessarily the long term. But right. what do you guys think about this? I think it's, it's ladies night. What? It must be Angie <laughs> on the right. But a key could have got the sugar got the spice. I'm the rookie on the scene, like Thelma in the weeds. Me and Kim getting bang this in your whips. Pentacoded whip with the rollie in the hips. I dismiss all you hips. Oh, uh, 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 okay. You know that song, Lauren? Um, what's that song? Oh, oh, Lauren, not you with Jack. I'm with Jack. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> What's that that home, right? All you chicks spit from the sixth to the fourth, make you dance. Ow. Lil' Stay- Kim, I'm gonna go with Lil' Kim too. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's giving Lil' Kim Ladies Night with the remix Left Eye, Angie Martinez, and Missy Elliott. Um, Bryce, did you hear me say Lil' Kim as well? He said it first. He said it first. He did? Yep. <laughs> wow. Know who Jack is anymore, Lauren? Like he got one good episode in on Survivor News, and now all of a sudden, but also, it's, it's that it's that symbolic victory, that right, right, right. But low key, his go to answers are Little Kim, Mary J. Blige, and Beyonce. So I mean, it was kind of like he played. What about Aaliyah? Uh, well, now he ain't no rock the boat. Though. So we we had to teach him rock the boat. Rock the boat, rock the boat, rock the boat. I'm not a singer. Uh, okay, that's all right. But which, okay, the girls' alliance. <laughs> the so, girls' alliance. I feel like Lauren and Jack, y'all would get along because Lauren was like, "All right, we done with that scene, yeah. and let's <laughs> keep it moving." And I was <laughs> all ready to be like, "More than a woman, more <laughs> than a woman." Uh, so here's the thing, right? I got a hot take, Miss Emily. Emily, yes. I. I mean, I love you, but now, you know, this is how I know I love Emily because we family, because I'm mad at her this episode. What? I, I'm mad at her this episode from a viewer standpoint, not uh, I'm thinking about Emily's game. Because from a viewer standpoint, as a gay man watch a Survivor, the only thing I could salivate more for is another all ladies alliance. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, oh my God, Kendra? Yeah, Tora, Kelly, D. I'm like, yeah, like I hearing that the way I got mm-hmm. so excited for the potential of this alliance, I just and so I was a little upset at Emily for ruining that dream for me, not yeah. for her game. I feel like for yeah. her game, yeah, she's playing. Yeah, I, I like the idea of a women's alliance, but then, like, if it's me playing, you know, if I'm out there and they they want to do a women's alliance, you got to think about okay, if we're knocking all these dudes out, then who who they who's the target? Emily gonna be the target then, or D, you know, they winning. So, uh, it was good for our game. It would be lovely to see all women's alliance, you know, but nah, I don't think it would work. See, I feel like Lauren. Uh, <laughs> that's why you got to the end of your season. <laughs> Because if I'm out there, I feel like I wouldn't even, I don't think my mind would have been like, 
well, where am I at in this alliance? I think my first reaction would have been like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> four more votes. That's four more episodes I could be in. Like, you know, I think that right, like, so right. I, we, we see why you the beast that you are, okay? <laughs> well, thank you. And then, you know, Jam was up there talking about a woman's alliance. Really? He, he lied. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Lauren, Lauren, I wanted to ask you as you know, a woman who played recently and you also worked with several women. Why Why do you think there's a reason that historically the women's alliances don't really shake out or is it just sort of coincidental or, or what's the logic behind that? I just think there's different type of women, you know, and like in this game of Survivor, you know, it's all about your threat level. So especially right now in the game, I think, I don't know, historically, but more so like women are winning right at the merge because it's like an individual game, but then it's endurance and things like that. So, I mean, if you're winning these these immunities and you're putting this big, big uh, target on your back, then why why would you want to stay with other women? I would want somebody else like Bruce there with me because he's a target. <laughs> he's a target. You know, people want to get him out um, or like some like I would have kept Brandon with me the whole time, you know, like because he's big. He was win- winning, too. But I, I don't know. I just it for me, it wouldn't work out. Yeah, I feel like James Jones would be so happy. Like, oh, Laura said threat level because James Jones lives and dies by your threat level. But yeah. here's the thing: J- James Jones thinks that everyone has like the same threat level, which kind of is kind of an oxymoron. That kind of defeats the purpose of a threat. Did he say that though? Yeah, yeah. Don't no, put words in James. Right. Because I feel like Jack is trying to Jack trying to do his big one now that James is not here. And James is literally a phone call. Right. Jackery. You, I, I'll go back. I'll go back and get the receipts. He said like everyone's the same. But he said season 44 sucks too. I don't, so oh. I don't know. No, he did not. No, he lied. But yeah, I think maybe, you know, my theory, and I think, I mean, I think you're absolutely right, Lauren, to add to it, I think maybe my theory is just like to, to maybe build an alliance of, as big as a six-person alliance off something, you know, as, I guess, simple as gender when you've been yeah. through the game with other people, other, you have tribal lines. It's going to be right. tough to just be like, yo, let's all get together because we're women when right. you have all these other connections in the game. So for that to stick is going to be a little bit difficult. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But guys, should we get into one of the highlights of the episode? One of the highlights of the new era for the first time since 2015, the auction has returned. Um, I loved it. I love it. Uh, and so, you know, before we even get over to Jeff Probst with all the items, we've got this new element to it where there's going to be um, this scramble for money. There's, there's tombs yeah. hidden around the, the woods. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's, it's, a, it's a glorified Easter egg hunt. But we do see a couple <laughs> of different strategies here with uh, Bruce deciding to use his uh, old man wisdom. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was going to be Bruce. <laughs> Wendell, what's up? Excuse my tardiness. I'm sorry. What's up, Lauren? How we doing? Hey, doing well. Good I to like see the you. Buff. I like the book. It's, it's inspired by Austin. I know. Sexy oh. Austin. Yes, yes. We know about we know <laughs> see, You know Austin. what, Lauren? You are see. <laughs> you better no, stop back. No, up. no, Lauren. Back you, up. Got, you got Kayla. Guess who told me how to tie? Austin. I was like, oh, oh, no, you know what? Yeah. Hold it. Lauren, Lauren, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Is back. I, I'm tired of you. Okay, sorry. I'm tired of you, Lauren. Lauren was all my zaddies. And we, Lauren and I talked at the beginning of the season, and I allowed you to have President Kayla <laughs> on your zaddy draft pick. I don't want, I didn't want President Caleb. Girl, I got the text message to show. I said, well, which one, which one you got? You said Caleb. I said, great, I'm taking Austin. Now, now <laughs> Austin showing you how to tie that. Got you. Whatever, Caleb not there no more, so. <laughs> well, all right. Well, Bruce, you've been on notice. Okay. I'm all right. I'm gonna have to go with Bruce now. <laughs> right, you all. Say, say that. What you say? I said it's good to see you all. Yes. But Jack, back to the auction, because when DZ, you late. Yeah, when you hopped in at the perfect time, we're just diving into the auction, uh, talking about, you know, the, how that now they have to look through the woods for different tubes with different amounts of money in them. Uh, most people are on the same page with the strategy here, which is run and go look for it. But we do see Bruce say, I'm going to use my, my wisdom and my intuition to go find these tubes. Uh, and he gets a whole $80. Um, Damn. So, <laughs> I had a question. Okay, so I, when I was watching that, I was thinking, like, could they take other people's tubes, like, once they were in there? Or, you know, like, probably not. No, I don't or think so. Use it in that way, like, or even, like, at the auction, like, give somebody their money and you know? So, I was wondering that because there have been seasons where people combined their money. Um, yeah. But I assume that with the rules of it, you having the highest at the end, you probably couldn't do that. Uh, 
But I was may, maybe that's the I don't want to say scammer in me, <laughs> but I was thinking <laughs> like, so like the I, I was just thinking like when Bruce got there, I was like, he could have just slid right. one from Austin's and just right. dropped it down at his plate. Uh, but I'm sure Survivor will yeah. not be for that. <laughs> but, Maybe next yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, we see. Um, we, so we see Bruce, you know, does get a total lot of money, but we do see D get the most money, and then Austin also gets a ton of money. Uh, and then we head over to the official Survivor 45 auction. Uh, and just before we get into it, I want to lay out those new rules that Jeff mentioned. Uh, and then Before we those. do that, Jack, I just also want to test your knowledge. I feel like when DZ would know this, Lauren, I don't know whose side you really on, but <laughs> I feel like this message is strictly and specifically for Bruce, okay? Because what Bruce was giving out there, while my man Austin was breaking the sweat, okay? While Katora was out there running, okay? While Emily was skipping finding stuff, Bruce was like, just hold on. He was giving. <laughs> oh, hello there. <laughs> it's going to be a great day, but listen, wait a minute. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> okay. Won't you be? Okay. That, no. My neighbor. I said, not Bruce flipping his shoe, <laughs> tying his shoe. I, like Bruce was giving me out there, Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. Not Bruce's face. <laughs> <laughs> When you Bruce, wrong for that. When when he flipped, <laughs> when he was sitting down on the beach and flipped his uh, sneaker uh, and put it on, I said, uh, "All these young kids, all horses <laughs> out there, if you shoot not tied right, you could sprain an ankle." <laughs> let me let me just make sure uh, these Skechers pump ups is tied right. Cause I gotta have my support. Did he, did he do a double knot, Bryce? I think he, he definitely did a double knot. <laughs> oh. Okay, I just I ain't never seen nobody <laughs> in uh all out free for all flip they <laughs> shoe in the air <laughs> and then put it on and tie it. He was on his time, Bryce. Okay. He, them young people. Them young people out there. Them, okay. Crazy not, Uncle Bruce ain't have his beer yet. So, you know, he was just waking up. Not to make a uh, another basketball analogy, but it kind of reminded me when you pull up to the court and there's that old head. He spends 30 minutes stretching out before the game. <laughs> and they're doing like a whole routine. <laughs> and they got like the new, the Reebok dad shoes that they're lacing up. <laughs> I might have turned into that old head. <laughs> Turned into. I'll be on the court doing my jog with skips. I do the karaoke drill. Yeah. yeah. Man. And, and we're like, yo, we, we need one. And you're like, I'm doing my stretches. <laughs> I'm going to need 15 more minutes. I'm going to need 15 minutes. Honestly, I might need to start getting the stretches in too. But um, yeah, so Bryce, we, we good to dive into the auction now? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, young blood. 
Mr. <laughs> Rogers neighborhood auction. Um, so we got the new rules. We got this, this, the scramble for the money. We've got Jeff letting them know there's going to be no advantages whatsoever. Uh, and then we also have this rule that Bryce, or not Bryce, Jeff has like, a, a, I guess, a certain number of rocks or tokens or whatever uh, with a number between six and 15. So the auction is guaranteed to go for at least five rounds, or I guess guaranteed to go six rounds, but uh, it could last anywhere between six and 15. You don't know when it's going to end, and whoever has the most money left at the end loses their vote. Um, guys, what do we think about these new rules? Any of the rules? I love them. I, you know, I know nor- normally people be mad at the new app adaptations. Sure. <laughs> Ain't that how you say it? Adaptations. 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 Uh, you know, I still like the hourglass. People don't like it. I, I mean, I feel like whoever thought out how to do the auction, they did a good job because I wasn't mad at anything. I like the scramble. I like the fact that there will be no advantages because, you know, in older seasons, uh, people just hold out all their money just for that one advantage. And so I, I, I was very happy and I've been campaigning for a very long time. I don't want to say it was me, but <laughs> I've been campaigning since I've gotten off the island three years ago that we need the auction back. So for three consecutive years, I've been saying... We need the auction and I ain't going to say nothing, but you know, you know, Jeff Probst knows my name very well. And so I, you know, I've just, I, I mean, I'd like to say to all of the survivor fans out there, you're welcome. Yeah. I think when he saw Jeff last night, he probably was like, Oh, we got to put this back in. <laughs> probably. Good job, Bryce. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Bryce. <laughs> I, I think with that auction, with all the, the rules, um, I like the idea of the auction, but I tell me what you guys think. Like, I think it didn't give enough room for like strategy in any way. Like they just took their money and they paid it all, you know, and like got what they wanted. And then it was just like a domino effect after that. Um, what y'all think about it? <laughs> What's your name, Bryce? Because <laughs> I feel like the strategy is you should try to get the most money and uh, the money ain't in your so the, shoe. So the strategy should have been at the beginning when I was running. Yes. Uh, okay. But it doesn't, I hear what you're saying because I feel like one, the strategy is as soon as possible, bid all of your money on your first item that you can or yeah. wait until that tier level gets to where you can bid. Don't be playing with these $80. First of all, and whoever did that, y'all was playing. Cause I think somebody bid like $60 at first. Like, why are y'all trying to appease booze? Cause you know, you only got $80. So you just wanted to make him feel like he could participate. He but would he have participated? Like what, what is a booze strategy if you only have $80? Yeah, I I had a couple thoughts that I want to hop in and and share. Um, First, first and foremost, I agree with you, Lauren, when there's this whole thing about whoever has the most money left, X, Y, Z, it kind of is going to make players bid all their money. And so, yeah, you you can't really bid for exactly what you want because you're worried about like having money left. Um, B, I thought that, you know, 
the reason they got rid of the auction is because they were worried about players holding out for an advantage and, and, and that stifling sort of the action. So I like that there's no advantage to bid on. However, I kind of wish they would have said, you know, instead of there's no, maybe they say there's going to be no advantage up for, up for grabs to, or to be bid on. And then I would have loved maybe hiding a, a clue in like the sandwich or something. Mm, that would um, be cool. Because then you can't hold your money. You don't know where the advantage is going to be. Uh, but it, it would be a little fun twist. And then my last thing, um, and, and this might be a bit of a conspiracy, uh, but it, it's very rare that I feel like Survivor um, intervenes with things or kind of like rigs things. But I, I, I'm, I'm keen to believe that there, the, the, I don't think the number was ever going to be like a six or a 15. And they all teens and they big. Yeah, I think it was, all, it was maybe <laughs> nines, tens, and elevens. Because if it's six, the auction's just going to be short and you, you lose out on. And, you know, for example, they had the, like, the whole cake thing planned at like nine. Um, they want that yeah. moment of, of, you know, whoever picking people to share the cake and they're wolfing it down. Um, and then so th I feel like they want at least, you know, eight, nine uh, items. And then if it goes to 15, you know, item 11, Bruce is going to bid his 80. No one's gonna have any money left. You can't you can't bid on anything, and then they're just gonna be sitting around, and then no one's gonna lose their vote because they all have no money. So they have to make sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, so I'm I'm inclined to believe that the, the numbers were all like Lawrence said, maybe nine, ten, eleven, and just somewhere, or maybe they were just all tens because they're like that's the perfect amount. But yeah, uh, let me ask you this: So do you think that as a reward? They just naturally had a margarita and peanut butter and jelly sandwich together. And because that wasn't one of them. That was or they could keep so my, th going. my thought is like there might have been a margarita, a margarita and chips might have been one win. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich might have been one because like I don't see a world where I feel like someone in the back like threw them together knowing that they only had 10 instead of yeah. having 15. So I feel like there was some combining. Um, as well, and I, also, I just, but what do you think happens? Say, say the number was actually like 13. The next round, Bruce bids his 80. There's going to be two rounds. No one has money and then no one loses their vote. Well, Austin would potentially still have money because he spent, he didn't spend all of his money, yeah, but he, yes, he, he did. <laughs> so, Kelly and Bruce, Bruce was the only person with money left when the, when the auction ended. Now Bruce and, uh, Emily, huh? And, yeah. Hmm. I just think I think whoever had had money last would have been the loser. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened. Right. Because Bruce was the last person with money. Yes. I think, I think it would be cool if they can send that money, you know, share that money with each other and yeah. then play, you know, and then they you can see like who's in line with who or who's yeah. trying to get out somebody else. But, whatever. Yeah. But overall, I'm happy with the rules. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I want to do a quick little. uh I wouldn't call it a game, but I want to go through with the items and who won what. And then at the end, I want us all to say what item we would have bid all our money on. If, if that's cool, you guys. Okay. So first up, we had pretzels and beer went to Kendra for all her money. Next and up, we had fries and soda went to Kelly for $500, which left her with 200. Or I'm sorry. I think it, yeah, $500, which left her with 200. Uh, then we had number three was a covered item. Went to Emily for all her money, and it was charcuterie and wine. Mm -hmm. um, number four, chocolate shake goes to D for all her money, $900. Uh, number five is covered.
goes to Katura for all her money for 80. She has an option to switch it, keeps it, and it's fish eyes, mm-hmm. uh, which she is not rocking with. Austin actually bids a hundred bucks to get a taste of the fish eyes, um, which I actually didn't mind because it's like get he had a lot of money, get your money down, and then also you get a little tea. Uh-uh. Oh, that's fun for <laughs> um, oh my what? god. Uh-uh. <laughs> Bryce has edited his own face over the oh. fish eyes. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Austin. Austin. Not him slurping it. This is a family-friendly show, Bryce. And it is. And listen, fish eyes aren't for everybody, but you know, I would have bid my all my money oh, on fish eyes. And so I'm glad, you know, Austin might show some people how to do the, the buff, but you know. <laughs> Are you the eye in his mouth? Is the question, okay? Because <laughs> if you ain't, be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares. Take this off of the thank you. Okay, so <laughs> next up, we've got the other covered item that Katura passed on. Uh, goes to Drew for all his money. Ends up being a bowl of candy, which he's a little disappointed by. He wanted some some uh, carbs, some some protein. Um, seventh item is pizza. Goes to Austin for all his remaining money, $600. That Survivor pizza, I feel like notoriously a little bit gross, but uh, Austin looked like he, if he could eat a fish eye, he could eat a little pizza. Um, eighth item is a toothbrush and toothpaste, goes to Julie for $420. Um, number nine is the chocolate cake, goes to Jake for his all his money, $340. He decides to split it with Julie and Bruce. Uh, and I thought it was funny that when the timer ended, they couldn't pick up anymore but they could keep what they had so they all just had like fistfuls i would have just been shoveling it into my shirt and right. just like wrap right. it up but uh and then the last item is the sandwich and margarita which kelly was especially craving she wins it i think it was covered and she wins it for the rest of her money auction is over bruce has 80 dollars left loses his vote but uh guys we'll, we'll start with um we'll start with bryce uh, and then go around which of these items would have caught your fancy the most? Uh, I think the the beer and the the margarita, because I'm a margarita type of girl. So like, but I don't want it with no peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I do mm. want to say that when Kendra got her beer, was I the only person that it just took me back to David versus Goliath and you know, it like it just reminded me of Davy and Uncle Carl. That's the only thing that I could think of. Not, not too much on our boy Davy, Bryce Isaiah. Uh, Take it easy on our boy. And I know you got more questions, but I just had to say, uh, my girl Emily. Uh, I said, hold on, wait, let me get this out your way. My girl Emily. Uh, well, she got her little wine and charcuterie board. I mean, it don't take me much, you know. It don't take me a lure much to, you know, pop lock and drop it. But I guess a little pepperoni and some mimosa had our girl, uh, Emily. <laughs> our girl, Emily, was going crazy. He was twerking out there. She did her big one. Jeff said, who are you? <laughs> Emily, <laughs> Emily said, I'm a city girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, Lauren, how about you? What, what would your pick have been? <clears throat> I would have won with the uh, chocolate cake. I mean, you you get to pick some other people to be with you, you know, maybe form some bonds there. And then it's a lot of carbs, too. So. Yeah, I don't have nothing special behind it. <laughs> when when what's your pick? I think I would have either done the wine and charcuterie to get the protein in me or the margarita, peanut butter and jelly. And I think it was chips or something with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't spend $900 on a milkshake. I know that. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you want to twerk on Survivor, just say that window. Okay. <laughs> like if that's what you <laughs> wanted to do, Jack, what would you have? What would have? Yeah. Um, you know, if the pizza was like good pizza, I, I love a good pizza, but uh, it, it looked a little, looked a little <laughs> off. Um, so I think I would have ideally wanted probably the charcuterie and the wine. Uh, you know, the charcuterie is good protein. I'm a savory guy, so the sweets don't interest me that much. So some some good protein, some cheese, and then a little bit of wine, get a little get a little tipsy. <laughs> uh, would have been fun. Uh, and I wish I love that you brought up the Davy and Uncle Carl, Bryce, because I wish we had more survivor moments of players getting like drunk. <laughs> um, right. And if you remember David, David and Goliath, I feel like yeah. Uncle Carl getting a little loose kind of sunk his game a little yeah. bit because he got a little too loose. So I always kind of sort of love those moments. And, you know, me almost spending a decade in child welfare and working in the adolescent unit. When I saw Mama Julie with the toothbrush and mouthwash, I was like, I wonder if she's going to drink that mouthwash because, you know, some some kids will drink the mouthwash for the alcohol content. So I was just curious about that. So y'all mean to tell me nobody would have got a bright eye? The way he bit into that Mm. thing, like he took the biggest bite and then slurped it all, the cornea, all that stuff up. Like it was disgusting. Kudos to the editing team, though. The sound effects, all of yeah, that was listen, so Listen, in my nasty. opinion, he ate it like groceries. So I was, I was very happy. It was hard I, to watch. I couldn't even, the fish eyes that I had on Ghost Island were much smaller than those. And I, I couldn't do anything with that. Yeah, I'm like, what kind of fish was that? Was... Jeff said on the, I'm sorry, I just listened to all the pods. Jeff said on the On Fire podcast that the, um, the Marine team guy was down there catching a a snapper like super deep. And um, he had the snapper on ice and they were looking for something to have for a gross food eating thing. And they, they took the eyes of the snapper. Mm. Interesting. Um, Yeah. But then we let us know in the comments what you guys would have wanted to, wanted to pick. Um, But now we get back to camp. We have a little bit of time before the immunity challenge. Uh, and the one moment that stood out to me was this meeting at the water well between some of the Reba members, Katora, I believe Emily was there. Uh, and I really liked what Drew was talking about um, as they're trying to make a bond with Katora and Drew. And I'm sure the other players kind of factored in, but Drew seemed to be the spokesperson. Uh, he acknowledges that Katora is kind of anti-Bruce, obviously. Uh, and Drew also realizes that Bruce is a good target from him. Uh, so when they're talking about, you know, potentially work together, he says, hey, Couture, as a sign of trust, why don't you throw out the name that you want to go for and we'll just hop on board. Uh, and as planned, she says, hey, let's maybe get Bruce with Jake as the backup. And, and, and Drew's like, you know what? I trust you. That's that's a perfect idea to me. Um, so I just really like that. It was very subtle, but 
Uh, I think that's the perfect move to, to getting someone to feel comfortable with you. When you got the same target, just make it feel like that it's their idea uh, and prove that trust. Uh, you guys have any notes on that? You, what you gonna say, Bryce? <laughs> I was gonna say, I, uh, I was mad at my girl, Katora, because I'm like, girl, you took yeah. the bait so easily. But also yeah. I was like, okay, Basil, because I like what okay. you did there. Okay. That wasn't Drew. That was Basil. I like him too. Right. Oh, yeah. I take him over all of them. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Well, you can have Drew. I'm going to take Basil because I definitely feel like that was like a Basil move because ba- Basil was like, hey, yo, what's up, Katora? <laughs> I'm trying to show you, you know, I could trust you. You trust me. Like, we in here together. Like, what you thinking? Katora was like, I mean, which I don't know what you thinking. Like, you know, like, you you show, tell me who you want out, baby girl. And I got it. That's how Katora was like, well, you know. It's a girl that drink at the bar. She's like, what what should I order? He's like, we can get whatever you want, baby. (laughs) Whatever you want, baby girl. It's happy hour. <laughs> Two for twenty. We had chilies. Cause Tori was like, "Oh, well, you know, Bruce been getting on my nerves." <laughs> Say what you want. It's done. <laughs> you out of here. I was like, uh, I, I honestly loved that move in the sense of I feel like yeah. after they had that meeting was after Emily let him know that the there was a possible ladies alliance brewing and like he wanted to break that up and kind of come together and just the way that he facilitated it uh of coming there and saying like we want to work with you but listen you whatever you want i was like that's amazing but i would like to think that if i were out there uh well one i would be at <laughs> ponderosa i just think that like if i were out there those words would have sounded too perfect right yeah. and it seems like yeah. this season, nobody want to say an A. Like, at this season is like their advance level is much higher than Ghost Island and much <laughs> higher than Winners at War because it's like, nobody want to say an A. They all be like, who, who you want? Huh? Who you want? Who yeah. you want? Who you want? Who yeah, you that's, want? that's the thing. It's great from Drew, but then in retrospect, when they completely flip the plan, it's going to be hard for him to go back to Katura going forward because obviously it's not whatever she, I mean, obviously Bruce was safe, but uh, yeah, when, he, when, he, when you look at it, when Katura looks back at that moment after this upcoming tribal, it's going to be hard to trust Drew because if he's just like, well, whoever you want, she's like, well, you didn't listen to me. So um, you think, I, you think it's still going to affect him after, I mean, since he, he didn't have this vote and then he won immunity anyway. So well, I mean, do you think you think she'll find out? Did they have a conversation afterwards? What was their conversation? Because like afterwards, if she checked checked back and they told I mean, her, I think the um the conclusion was it was kind of like going to be Bruce with Jake as the backup, and then of course, you know, I have to assume after the challenge when they're running around, it seems like everyone was on page to do a unanimous Jake vote. So of course, uh, you know, when Drew's yeah. trying to extend this olive branch. In the moment, it seemed very authentic, right? Like, I think he did want to vote for Bruce. And so he yeah. could kind of use that as his uh, his alibi to some extent. But, of course, you know, he, he kind of leads, spearheads the blind side on one of Katora's close allies. It's still going to, it, it, it kind of defeats, I still think it's a good move, but it kind of defeats that. Um, it, it, lo- it looked like they were moving forward in the right direction with Katora. And, of course, that's going to be a step back. Who does Katora have right now? Like, who's she aligned with? Kendra. 
Kendra, like Kelly at this Kelly. point. But it seems like, you know, after the last tribal, when she hopped on board with Austin, D and Julie, yeah. that that relationship was trending in the right direction. So maybe Katora, you know, not to get too far ahead, but I feel like Katora will maybe be able to understand why she was left out of that vote and then come back. Mm-hmm. But I also, as mad as I am at Katora for that brief second of like falling for the trap, I'm also not mad at her because like you said, where is she at right now? Like, you know, she doesn't really have a lot of, you know, people to actually work with. So it's like when these opportunities come, I would believe that she probably knows it's smoke and mirrors. But listen, at any opportunity, like I'm going to say Bruce, because you know, that's what I'm going to say. So it's like, I almost feel like it's kind of a smart move on Ghidorah a little bit. Uh, But I don't think the edit lends to that. But I also feel like there's a world in which she was actually being strategic. Yeah. Um, Just saying. So yeah, let's dive into the immunity challenge. Uh, it's sort of a survivor classic, which I love to see again. Uh, instead of you know a lot of previous seasons, we just seen like stand on a a beam and hold this for as long as you can. We get a little bit of like a pure strength challenge. Uh, everyone's holding a, a bag connected to a rope that contains one third of their starting game body weight. Uh, and before we dive into the challenge, uh, Jeff offers the, the group enough rice to last them easily the rest of the game, uh, which we've seen in past seasons. Dee and Emily step forward immediately. Katura's saying kind of like, hey, can we, you know, kind of remember the people that stepped forward? Uh, and Jeff's like, you know what? You guys want some incentive? Stabs the bag. And, it's like, <laughs> and, and Drew's like, is that our rice? <laughs> and Drew's like, boom. I'm out. And then finally, Couture's out. Um, but oh my God, that was one of the most entertaining, you know, speak of like this episode as a great episode. That was a little moment that was just so savage of Jeff. You know, he was ready to do that. Uh, what do we think about that rice negotiation and the stabbing of the bat? Man, Jeff was just like, y'all better step up. I ain't got time. I don't have time today. <laughs> just stabbed it. I thought, I think that's kind of like, put some momentum to to make them move a little quicker and and I don't think Drew probably wouldn't have stepped up if uh he would have did that. What do y'all think? I feel like after listening to On Fire with Jeff, uh he talks about how there are some things that even if they don't ever do again, they like that they have done it because it puts that you know, that thought in their head. And so I think that with this, you know, they love to negotiate. And sometimes I feel like mm-hmm. the negotiation can go on for a long time. And I feel like Jeff's like, I don't got time for that negotiation. <laughs> and I know that they feel like that they can kind of sort of negotiate with him and it can be this thing. Yeah. And Jeff said, not today. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, Jeffrey getting a little savage. Yeah. So I, I gagged because I was like, <laughs> Speaking of which, that reminds me of the moment at the auction where Drew gets his candy and he's like, Mm -hmm. maybe we can make something happen, Jeff. And Jeff's like, I don't have, no, like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't know what Drew expected him to do. Be like, oh, you you want a steak? Like, let's bring up the steak. But um, yeah, it was funny. I love, I love the return of kind of like a more savage Jeff uh, because we haven't seen Uh, that. that Yeah. Oh, he's been savage this season and he's been savage on that podcast. 
Speaking of, <laughs> that reminds me of something I want to maybe discuss at the end, but we'll save that. Um, yeah. All uh, right. But guys, you want to talk about Wendell for? I want to. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask, you know, this this whole principle of sitting out for this rice. We've seen it pretty much every season recently. Uh, what's the criteria that it would take for you guys to sit out, or are you just never going to sit out of a challenge? I sat out because it was raining <laughs> and cold. That's why I sat out. No strategy behind it at all. But I, I feel comfortable, so I think you got to feel comfortable. Um, you got to have some allies there that you know are going to have your back. Then so it, what, it has to be good weather. So what you're saying is you have to know your threat level. Right. You got to know your threat level, James. Okay. <laughs> Bryson, what? It would take a lot for me to sit out. It would take a lot. I don't know. I don't know if I, if I have it in me. It, I think my natural response would be to stay in. But I feel like on those moments when they need that one last person, I feel like yeah. they're going to get my behind because I'm you like, will, all right, let you me, <laughs> I'll do it. You're selfless, Bryce. I feel like you would, I feel like you would do it. But also it depends on where I'm at in the group, in the tribe. If yes. I'm, you know, yeah. if I feel like I need to compete, then I'm, I'm going to compete and ain't nobody going to eat. Yeah. thinking I'm thinking about it on my end of things. I'm like, uh, you know, obviously I haven't been in that situation, but for me, it would be a combination of, of course, the group dynamics, how comfortable do you feel? Uh, I also think there's an element of if you sit out, you know, it might depend on the group, but maybe there's maybe there's an element of like, well, you know, he sacrificed for the rice. Let's not put the target on him this time. I know that's not like a, a big Are thing. They ever done it? Like, but right, that's that. That's the cop out fifty nine. They be like, you know, they they be like, all right, what well, God, Jack? We thank you so Look, much. I'm, we won't vote you, and Jack, we will be snuffing your torch. I'm saying that it could, that could be a one percent, <laughs> like a, a a fractional change. I would never think like that, but some people might. It could be a fractional factor. And then I think the last thing for me is thinking about: is this a challenge that I? could realistically win uh you know looking at this challenge i was said it watching the episode uh i don't really think it would be my challenge i'd probably be the heaviest person there and i would not be the strongest you know looking at like a bruce and an austin uh but it's like you never know so i'm like if i feel like i could be at risk of going home obviously it would be very difficult to be want to want to sit out um but it, it of course depends on your the like oh and then to that point too it's like if you're worried about your threat level maybe like kind of an Austin is uh, we've seen maybe there's something to be said about not competing and obviously not being able to win mm -hmm. that lowers. Cause if you start winning a bunch of challenges, that's going to up your threat level down the line. So yeah. um, that could be a factor too. I also in saying what you were saying, I feel like a part of the reason that I would stay in is that even if I didn't think that I could win, if I'm thinking long-term and I'm sitting at the end, I want to be able to say, I competed in every challenge. I, you know, I just want to have that little bit of momentum to be like, you know, while other people were dropping out, I sat in. <laughs> I stayed like, you know, I just feel like any little bit that you can have, right. you never know how it will read. Or you true. can be like, I got you rice. I got you well, food. You that know? True. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't know if either argument matters that much, but I do think it's about, but also at this point in the game too, now that it's post merge and there's like going to be challenges like every other day or even every day at some point, maybe there's also just a lot more rewards potentially up for grabs where 
the, the hunger might not be, well, of course it's a factor, but it's like, there's more opportunities to eat. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to, to theorize about, of course, it's so different when you, when you, when you'd be out there, but uh, I just wanted your guys' thoughts on that. Another reason why, again, the Jake Zaddy meter, you know, it's not zooming up there, but you know, it's, you know, it's climbing. I, fe- I felt like when Jeff was like, Jake, extend your arm. If it makes it easier. <laughs> it's not because I I would have been up there like, you know, like I, you know, just that like I feel like that's that Boston mentality. Like, you know, ask, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Jake was out there like with his little arm crutch. I I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And I, that's a good point that I, I was thinking about too, though, is like it's a little weird that the, the criteria for the challenge is like if it makes it easier, you can't do it but then it's like there's there's a kind of a blurry there's kind of a gray area there right like i was wondering mm-hmm. like could i could i like crouch and lean back yeah like that would make it easier but that's like strategy um mm. so i don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know but mm. you can do that okay but just to quickly <laughs> i guess recap the challenge uh let's see kelly and kendra drop first uh and then I think pretty much everyone makes it to the, that last phase, which is obviously the hardest, not only because the, the bag is the farthest, like the farthest away, but also you have no knot to like rest your hand on. Uh, and then Jake drops out. Austin drops out soon after. And then we get a battle of the two oldest players on the season, Bruce and Julie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bruce uh, is able to win out uh, and secure immunity when it seems like he definitely needed it. Um, yeah, any, any other takeaways from the challenge before we head back to camp? Okay, Bruce. Okay, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Go, Bruce. I, um, <laughs> I just know that this image of Bruce is his phone saver, <laughs> his Android watch, is because yep. you know, I, I just feel like Bruce got a desktop. So I feel like it's his background <laughs> on his desktop. I feel like he printed a piece. He printed it out. And it's like the first half of it is in color. And the other half of it is like a black and white because he ran a little low on the printer. And he got that in his mirror. I feel like he got it in his car. I just know that. Yeah. But I also felt like in what were we talking about earlier with like the, the survivor luck or the survivor, the Jack, the the sentimental win victory the symbolic victory i feel like there is this symbolic thing especially in survivor that when you need the immunity the most when the target is always on you you always like i always feel like people are always like oh do they have an idol do they have this i'm always like well y'all need to worry about if they can go and win that immunity because I just wasn't shocked that he won only because we heard his name so much. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're gonna see that image on a team Bruce active. Oh, you already know it's oh, gonna be on the way. Let's go. I'm the first one. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta have it because it's like the Jordan logo instead of the ball. They gotta have them with like the, the necklace. The necklace. It's gonna be a keychain. <laughs> it's gonna be a keychain. Okay. <laughs> It's gonna be a keychain, and it's gonna be a a desktop mouse uh, 
What you have your mouse on? Mouse pad. A mouse pad. It's gonna be a, a mouse pad. <laughs> Um, and, and something I kind of just thought about too, it's, it's sort of funny that, uh, of course, if Bruce loses, he was probably the target, but knowing he has an idol, you know, I, I hypothesize that they would have split on Bruce and Jake, Jake probably goes home if Bruce plays the idol. So, uh, kind of crazy how, what seemed like maybe the worst case scenario for Jake with Bruce winning immunity might've actually turned out to be a good thing. Um, but yeah, then we head back to camp and Jake is, you know, the immediate backup plan to Bruce. Uh, we see Kelly and Emily go to Jake and give him kind of a pretty bad pitch, kind of trying to get him to, to throw out a name saying like, we can maybe come up a, with a plan, but we need your vote. So don't play that shot in the dark. <laughs> and, and it's like Jake wasn't buying it and wisely doesn't throw out a name because they know they might be able to use that to bury him a little bit. So he kind of goes and looks for other options. Doesn't really find a lot of options, but there is something brewing, uh, which is Drew getting together with the re before plus their ally, Emily. Uh, and again, I really love Drew's thinking in this moment where he's like, you know, a lot of times we see survivor players. I feel like they get caught up on sort of like an option a or B. Uh, and in this situation, Drew's like, well, maybe we just put option a or B on the table and we come up with an option C and then circle back to the, the other problem later. Uh, so he throws out, hey, we have five right here. Bruce can't vote. There's a good chance Jake plays a shot in the dark. Either way, five is the majority. We could come up with another plan. Just And he's just throwing it out there because, you know, it seems like Emily, um, Dee, and Julie have a relationship with Kelly. But he throws it out there and says, you know, if we want, we can take a shot because she's a good player. Um, and then we head off to Tribal. But from the beach you know, leading up to tribal, what were your guys' takeaways? I think from the edit, I was like, all right, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be Jake. And um, all right, they're throwing this, they're, they're teasing us with this potential Kelly plan. But what I really appreciated was Jake not stopping his fight from when they pitched this idea to him and he didn't give a name to him, like scouring the place for idols to even at tribal, he fumbled his words a lot. And like, you could tell he was like going through it and there were probably obviously a lot of factors involved there, but he didn't stop fighting. Hustler mentality. Right. Right. And then, I mean, he was even blindsided with the, with the Kelly vote, but we'll get there. I don't want to keep going back to Bruce, but here we are. And I, I want to say that I felt like maybe last episode or two episodes ago, I said, why does Bruce proclaim Kelly as his number one, right? And I feel like we got a little bit of a glimpse of that here, this episode where even Kelly was saying that, like, am I liable for him because he continues to show people and tell people that I'm his number one? And I feel like even last week, when people started taking a shot at Mama Tina, Jake took didn't take a shot at D, but he took a shot at Mama Tina because he knew that that would weaken her. And I don't know if this was a part of Bruce's plan, but if this was a part of Bruce's plan to proclaim this so that it kind of like rises Kelly's threat level, I just think that that is that's crazy. Is she, would she have almost been like a meat shield for him? Right. Yeah. 
I mean, and she definitely would be a me shield. Have you seen Kelly? She is, I mean, she's, I mean, her zaddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's, that's a good take. We're giving we're giving Bruce credit again, Jack. I know Jack's probably like, no, man, no. But no, no comment. Oh, is, is he still not hitting out. the rim? Is he still not hitting the rim, Jack? Well, I, I didn't have any blatant uh, criticisms criticisms of Bruce this episode, but I don't think he was trying to position Kelly like that. When I do believe that she was his closest ally, um, I, I don't think that was I don't think that was an intentional thing. And I think it's obviously going to be, I think it's going to be worse for Bruce to not have Kelly. Um, But I I do want to go back. I mean, to Jake, just like, even the fact that he just was like, screw it, just went and looked for idols. Like the fact that he goes and looks for idols for probably two, three hours is, could be scary enough to get people to change the plan. Right. And, you know, that's, and, and then I guess we get into tribal and we see Jake. uh, Which was going to say to Lauren. I was going to say then it, I mean, you're talking about tribal, but then at tribal when he lied, you know, and kind of stumbled over his words. Yeah. It was, it was, that was good. Exactly. Was that it, made me it was good because he was normally it? stutter. So he did the little stutter like he normally do. And it was, and that, it was, I believed him. And that makes me think that he was maybe playing up the fact that he was sort of lost on his words a little bit. Because yeah. then when he stum- like stumbles and stutters, and do, which yeah. was on purpose. It, it's like it's more believable because he's been like tired this whole tribal. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm just jaded from this whole survivor experience, and you just can't trust what you see in front of you. But I felt like when he did that stumble, I was just like, <laughs> but Katura was like, <gasps> I mean, right, right. But also, everybody another thing that I feel like even looking. For and because at first I had to think about it, right? Seeing him squander, and I also felt like the edit be shady because when we saw him squander, like you're not really looking, right? You know, like he was just like, you know, like looking for an idol. But I'm just saying, like I feel like he was looking, but I just felt like the shots that I happened to just take a look at, it was just like you know. But just that in itself is a strategy, right? Yeah. Like that, like that's yeah. a strategy. Like, you know, I'm still a beginner here. You know, all the, all three of y'all have, and the seasons that all three of you guys have played have made it a lot farther than me. Um, so I'm still learning, right? Like, because my mind, I'm going just be <laughs> chilling, you know, if y'all, you know, y'all coming at me, all right, well, let me just enjoy my time here. Let me, like, you know, I, I didn't look at it like that. Uh, but then when he got to the thing, it was like, uh, but, but, but my idol, I mean, if I, like, I'm, I, I don't know. I was just like, bruh. But if that whole thing was an act, the Emmy goes to mm-hmm. you. <laughs> it was good. So, so you believed it. You believed it. I, I, I mean, I'm watching, right? But if I was there, I'm, I might have believed it. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not saying I necessarily believed it or not, but it's it's better to take a shot that people might believe than just like sit and like kind of accept what's your fate. You know what I mean? So at that tribal on your season, Jack, when Mary J. Blige pulled out the idol. <laughs> Did you think that she, 
okay, did, did you think she was going to play it or did you think Aaliyah was going to play her shot in the dark? No, I, you know, I thought that Mary J, you know, whenever someone pulls out the idol, usually it's, it's kind of bluff. So I didn't think I, I didn't think Miss Blige was actually going to go through with it. But when Aaliyah hit the shot in the dark, I was definitely flabbergasted. She was rocking the boat. She was rocking the boat. And, yeah. and Mary J didn't get it percolating, did she? <laughs> <laughs> she did not. <laughs> Yeah, Mary J got blindsided and went She ain't want no more drama. (laughs) She said, this isn't my life. (laughs) And then, yeah, and then Lil Bow Wow came through, Uh, like Mike. uh, Now I can see Jack watching that movie. Now I can see Jack (laughs) watching like Mike. Little Bow Wow, you just you don't just know. Don't know. So you know, know. So 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 me and you run through my mind, mind like, all, all the time. time. Yeah. Uh, okay, now, I just want to take you home. Before we get into I, the vote, I did love a Bow Wow though. I, I was a. I did What's love another a Bow Wow song, Bryce? I ain't never had nobody show me all the things that you didn't show me in a special way. You told me, and, and I told you, I'm going to owe it down for you. Because I believe. Yeah, I was acting. I was pulling a Jake. I was seeing it, you know, I was seeing if y'all would know you the words. stumbling over your words for sure. Yeah. Now, what's, what, what's another Bow Wow song, Wendell? Wow. Man. I like to drill up and down the court. I like to give and go. I like to pick and roll. Wow, wow, wow. Let's go. They play it fast. Oh, not Jack. No. We they know that basketball song. song. <laughs> I know that song. Oh. Okay, uh, Lauren. His name is Shad Moss, first of all. Okay. Ooh. And Oh, it's my turn to do a song. Mm-hmm. Baby, let me hold oh, you oh. down. I don't know the rest. <laughs> okay, because that's about Amorion. Okay. Let me hold you. It's featuring Amorion. Oh, 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 no, that, no, no. Because that, that, that was on a joint album. Mm. Oh, but it might have been Amorion. Let me hold you down. Is that what I, I like? You ain't gonna ever never find a shorty like mine. Bull Bow had a great verse on that one for sure. What? Didn't he make a song with Sierra? I never had no. Oh, that's the same song. <laughs> but here, lastly, I don't know why we're talking about Shad Moss. Shad Moss, I'm your number one fan. However, when they were doing the, when they brought back the Millennial, three, millennial Tour, I was shocked at how many jams Bow Wow had in his catalog. And he is like, Bow Wow's a little older than me. So it's like, I grew up on Bow Wow, but that's my era of music. I, I, mm-hmm. I would, I, I tip my hat off to Bow Wow. And I did have opportunity to give Bow Wow a Purple Pants Podcast hoodie back in the day. But you know, Ooh. he ain't never get it, but it's all right. Okay. When Shout out to Lil Bow Wow. I had to chauffeur him around Philly. And Bryce yes. gave me a Purple Pants podcast hoodie to give to him. And I was like, give it to him. I was and like, I gave the car. Manager. Wendell. Yes. That was his opportunity. I gave it to his. I was chauffeuring these fools around. I'm just trying to figure out. And this was after he won a million dollars. So why are you, why are you driving Uber XL? 
That's what I was trying to figure out. XL. Nas called Nas wanted a favor. No. He had he had Bow Wow doing an appearance at his You Me RB or whatever. Pull up your phone. Let's see your Uber X. Let's see your Uber app right now. Because when it was like, I want to make my million dollars last. So if I can earn an additional income. I am not an Uber driver. Okay. All right. They say the first million is the slowest. Okay. I'm not an Uber driver. You're not anymore. Anyway. I'm how many stars you got on there, Wendell? I was never. Right. How, how many stars you have on, on there? Five stars. Yeah. We need I'm, to see. We need the proof. I'm like a 4.98. What? What happened? Bow wow. That's a great right. score. Bow He's wow. big on clean cleanliness, though. Okay, so the last part of travel I want to touch on before we get to the vote was right at the start. Bruce says, Jeff, has anyone ever not had a vote and then won safety just to keep themselves relevant? <laughs> and Jeff, Jeff was like, uh, I guess not, Bruce, you're the first. And Bruce was like, that's right. <laughs> um, like I said, though, this is going to be Bruce's Christmas tree. All the ornaments are going to be this image. Bro, if he wins, if he wins immunity again. <laughs> um, you know, because Bruce just gives me the type of guy. He got an Android. So I feel like all of his apps on his phone are now going to have this image. <laughs> <laughs> I message. Right, okay. You know Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> okay, wait. He got to call an Uber. <laughs> he got to check his PNC bank card. <laughs> uh, he got to check his Android help. He's, he's probably going to use this as like a, a, a gift via text. <laughs> oh, you know it. You know it. He'll be like, had a great day at the office today. And then says that. <laughs> like, um, Happy birthday, Lauren. Y'all don't like that. I like her. He'll be like, Katura, can we be friends again? <laughs> Man. No, I was so happy he won that challenge. Also, I mean, one third of like, you know, with the one third of the body, Bruce is one of the bigger guys out there. So that one third, you know, can, like is is, is going to be bigger. As, I mean, just like more muscular, everything. So that was no small feat. Um, and saved himself Austin, in the clutch. Austin Austin has a a pretty equal BMX score though. B, BMX. <laughs> no BMI. Riding bikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Austin and Bruce are you know not guys I, I would want to. Yeah, a fight with, but um, uh, yeah. So uh, during during the episode, Bruce was like, "Hey, Austin, how'd you do on that challenge?" <laughs> uh, he was probably like, "Austin, what was one thirty your body weight?" Austin was probably like sixty seven. Bruce was like, "Mom, sixty eight. <laughs> Bruce is like, "Hey, Caleb, you still watching?" <laughs> Do we want to talk about it or we want to do it? <laughs> when I said get the coconuts, this is what I meant. <laughs> no. Anyways. Um, so we get to the vote. Uh, Jake plays his shot in the dark. And now, I keep every time someone pulls out their shot in the dark, okay, I keep I'm sorry. thinking it's like an idol. Bruce so is like, 
I'm about no. to vote. I'm about to vote. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> Hold on, let me vote. Whoopsies. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Uh. Hey, okay. Oh. Lastly, lastly, Bruce went to Twitter and was like, what was you saying last week, Jack? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but all right, Jake. last 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 no last one. I'm sorry. Oh, last one. Last one. Ah, to the first challenge. To wait, we got wait. Bruce is like to the first challenge of season forty four. <laughs> No, no, that was too far. That was too far, Bryce. All right, sorry. Too far. <laughs> too far. <laughs> That's not funny. No, no. We, we, respect. <laughs> Y'all didn't have it handy right there. Ooh. He had that hat ready. <laughs> Bruce, we love you. Mm-hmm. You know he wants to. We get a group chat this week. <laughs> uh, 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 I am hot, Bruce. Okay. It was not me. Uh, that wasn't me. I know it wasn't you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Jake plays a shot in the dark. And it does not work. Um, however, Wait, you start reading the votes. Your Jake. your internet broke out a little bit. What did Jake do? Oh, I'm sorry. Jake played his shot in the dark unsuccessfully. Don't <laughs> 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 okay. even make sense of this point. <laughs> 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 I knew you were gonna do that, Bryce, because you had the serious face. Like, what did he do? <laughs> did my did my internet actually Maybe. cut out though, or we were good? Jack's yeah. internet provider. Bruce is my friend. Uh, and Bruce is my friend too. Listen. Listen, Bruce uh, is all of our friends. Mm-mm. Jack and Lori. Okay. <laughs> when DZ at the start of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done, Jack. Go ahead, Joanne, because I can't do no more. <laughs> I just got another one, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Let's let's say we can we can close out with them, but Okay, Jake's shot in the dark fails. We get into the vote, kind of expecting it to be a unanimous Jake vote. We get Jake, 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 and then Kelly. And on that first vote, she's like, she's she's like, oh. Uh, and then the rest of the votes ends up being five, three, Kelly. Uh, the Reba four plus Emily turned on her. She's in shock. She kind of takes it hard, but I love. I kind of love to see that because I'm. I'm not. I'm. When someone gets blindsided, you want to see like a raw, authentic reaction. Um, and then you know she wrapped it up with like, "Damn, like respect," but that was crazy. Like whatever. Um, 
yeah, so we lose Kelly. Uh, and call me crazy, but Kelly's still my winner pick. I, like, <laughs> he was mine I, too. I, right. Yeah. I, uh, that was a tough pill to swallow. My goodness. Yeah. You, as a viewer, you can, you could feel all that emotion. Yeah, that was crazy. And, t- and Kelly was like such a, such a great player. She was dynamic, amazing. And I dare I say in the first season uh, or the first time in the season, I'm pissed at Austin. And Kelly was too. She looked right at him and said, was it you? Like, I, and I'm with you, Jack, right? Um, I don't be liking this politically correct, like good game, good game, good game. I'm mm-hmm. you in the moment, absolutely. Like, mm, not um, even in the moment after. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you know. I'm sure as a juror, Kelly's gonna be you know respect the gameplay, but in the moment when when you when you're shocked, like own that. You know what I mean? And, and she did. And I'm glad you brought up Austin because now Austin has has you know that since he got the amulet instead of the sandwich. <laughs> Did you mute yourself? <laughs> <laughs> what? I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> came back I got <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Someone called me and it like muted my mic. But the since the two, the, the two travels who, that Austin has who been called to. You? <laughs> But the, the, the two tribals that Austin has been to, uh, aside from that split tribal, he has eliminated. Actually, the split tribal he was at, Kelly wasn't there. So he's the, the, the both chances he's had to take out someone with an amulet, he's done so. He's gotten revenge for his lack of sandwich. Uh, Kelly actually got a sandwich this episode, which I think maybe put a target on her in Austin's mind. Uh, and so now Austin has two full blown idols. Uh, and I like this from Austin too, because he wasn't necessarily forcing the, the narrative, but when the opportunity presented itself, he took full advantage. Uh, but yeah, losing Kelly, I mean, it kind of just off top kind of reminds me of like Jeremy and San Juan del Sur, where he's sort of a clear cut favorite and they take an opportunity to pull a fast one on him. And then he comes back in the future and kind of proves that he's a great player. So, you know, I'm hopeful that Kelly might be on like a second chances, whatever. And if she is, I, you know, she's already in my mind, a clear cut favorite. So um, what, what do you guys think of this whole this whole situation? I just think it shows how, first of all, for me, this is like, thank you so much for 90 minute episodes, right? Yeah. Because this was amazing. And I also feel like it was so amazing that I didn't even think about the amulet or mm-hmm. amulet or like, you know what I mean? Like I, like, I forgot about it. Like, I, there was so much going on this episode that like, I honestly forgot about it and it would not surprise me if it was more drew pushing for it than austin because i know that drew has a very like direct mindset and i remember when austin came back drew was like so we need to get these people out and austin was like yeah so but i mean uh i'm pissed that kelly is gone i uh mm. i'm 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 hurt because i i thought her and d were gonna battle it to the end with her gone, I think a lot actually kind of opens up now. I don't. I think D is playing a very strong game, right? But I don't. I'd venture to say that Austin and Drew have 
real um, legitimate arguments if they get to the end. And Austin is loaded up right now, has all of this weaponry and has been like as much of a standout as as he is. He's been minimizing his threat very well. So but I I could see a Drew Bryce, if you don't (laughs) know. Loaded in every way. Okay, he is loaded up. (laughs) Something else that's interesting too is um, this was Drew's last last chance to play his safety without power. Uh, But I think it's good, you know, if you're making a move like this, you got to be there as a vote. Uh, But what what I wonder is, um, if they were actually the vote, I think he probably plays it because it's just like if Mm -hmm. it's going to be a unanimous vote on Jake. Why not just play it on yourself? Make sure if something ricochets or whatever, you're chilling. Um, but I, and to Bryce's point, I'm glad they didn't really bring up the amulet because that might have been like a red herring to the fact that Kelly would have gone home. It's like, don't even mention that it's a factor uh, and, and, and keep the viewers kind of in the dark, too. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I, I even think-, think with Drew having, even though he didn't use it, he still has it. Right. Yeah. And that could that could be even more powerful moving forward because again if he's feeling like his back is against the wall he might pull that bad boy out and be like hey like i'm not even going to be at this tribal just to let you guys know so i'm not going to have a vote so do what you say it is expired now but are you saying that he could use it he could like threaten it right like he just show it and yeah. flash it maybe he rips off the bottom that's like this ends at final 10 right or just folds it up that's a dumb move ripping off the bottom um yeah i could see him doing that he folds it up, Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> he shows it to me. He shows it to, to, to D, and she's like, what's that folded part at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> he has to be clear. Basil has to say it. Like, yo, listen, I'm trying to tell you. Like, I, I got this joint. I ain't going to be in this trial, so do what you going to do, shawty. Like, you know, like, Basil yeah. has to smoothly do it. Man. Um, okay. Yeah, that wraps up. And then, but the one so the one thing I mentioned that I wanted to talk about, um, and this is aside from the episode, this is actually some news that we got, I guess from a it was a Jeff interview or the On Fire podcast or whatever. That I just wanted to, to to get your guys' takes on. Jeff has said that going forward, um, quitters torches won't get snuffed, mm-hmm. which I obviously think overall is a good principle. But it makes me wonder in an instance this season, like Sean, where there was. I guess we could say a non-zero chance that they still would vote for Sifu. Uh, how do they go about that? Because if they just snuff, if they just send Sean home and say, you quit, you're out, there's no vote, that could take away the opportunity for, um, you know, some strategic plays or even what we saw here was D voting for Sifu, which still I think adds more to the season than just not. Is it going to be like, uh, okay, we still vote, but then if you go, your torch isn't snuffed. Or what's like the protocol here? I can just be like, get out, <laughs> then y'all go vote. <laughs> like he seemed like he's fed up. He's fed up. I think in <laughs> knowing Jeff for almost a decade, uh, I think that Jeff likes clickbait, right? I think Jeff mm-hmm. likes to say some things that he always doesn't really mean. But he will say it. And I think that him saying that is kind of a response to this season because we know that he does not like it. But I also feel like he is so trying to discourage applicants and people that are playing to be like, don't quit. 
because I think, um, go ahead. No, I just wanted to end it with you. I think he needed to say something. I think yeah. he needed to say something. And I think that he will uh, go forward with what, what he's saying. I think he won't snuff Twitter's tor- torches. Um, <clears throat> I think in the case where they kind of like tell people to vote for them, I think he'll allow them to vote and he'll snuff their torch. But See, I think that that's really what he was getting at. I think he was trying to stop engineered quits, right? Like, so I feel like if you, we're going to have to find out, but I feel like if you're at Tribal and you tell people to vote for you, I feel like he's just going to snub your torch. He's going to what? Or he's not going to snub your torch. You think he's going to snuff it? No, he's, I think he's going, like, they're not going to vote. Oh, yeah, he's not going to snuff it or snuff it. He just wants it. That's my question, because I'm like, 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 we can take the Sean example is I think the vote was necessary there. Uh, so now it's going to be you vote. And if you have this engineer quit, you just don't get your torch. I, I, that's what I hope it is, is that they still vote, but you don't get your torch snuffed. Because if he's like, all right, Sean, you want to go? You're out. Then what if my alliance wants to make a huge move that eliminates that option? And then obviously if our alliance wants to make a huge move, production probably relays that to Jeff. But if that's, if that only happens when Jeff knows there's going to be a big move that's made, then players can maybe be like, well, you said that we weren't going to vote, but why are we voting? Like, then that could be a red flag for some players. So I, I feel like it's got to be, um, hope, hopefully, I guess is my, my hope is that they still vote, but you don't necessarily get snuffed. It's just sort of a confirmation that you're you quit and you're out. Bryce, I have a question. Yeah, oh, Did yeah. you look forward to that moment of having your your touch your torch snuffed? No, me neither. Not in- can ask Wendell, but well, I mean, we could ask about winners we- at war. Oh, okay. yeah, we could ask yeah. about winners at war. But that no. was not for me. That was not like a moment that I I wanted, you know, right. or that I cherish. I I agree with you, right? Like I feel like that's um, that might almost be incentive for people to be like. But I think at, after I was able to process it, I think that, uh, and I feel like I'm more of a viewer now, I do appreciate it and understand it. But like, you're right, as a player, I, yeah, I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good because, I mean, even after this episode, right? Like, I just feel, I'm just, I just feel like this. Uh, not that, I didn't mean to do that. I just like this. Like, after Kelly is gone, like, I just like. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. Well, I think that this was an amazing episode. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. It has been such a pleasure. I will thank you for coming on. And hopefully (laughs) we'll see you in very soon. Yeah. Uh Jack, thank you so much for showing up on time and doing your thing. We really appreciate you. We will be back next week covering. We are, but listen. Oh, the way I, like, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, you're not the only one with that because if you do that, you know what he gonna do. <laughs> uh, nah, but seriously, Wendizi, we appreciate you. And next week, Philadelphia, we will be in Philly turning up for Bryson Wynn Tour 45. So get your tickets available. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. This has been your.
Survivor News. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.